0: You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. And at that point, I didn't have a name. I didn't have the name Mabel and Moose. I knew exactly what I would want to do and how I wanted my business to look and the kind of clients I was going after. But I didn't have anything else. I just had Sue's business model and this very firm idea in my head as to what it was going to look like.
1: My guest this week on the Portrait System Podcast is Allie Stewart Ross. Allie is a newborn photographer based in Scotland, and it was so great to talk about how she uses the business model people often use for other style of portraits, but it also works so well for newborn photography. Allie switched genres to newborns only in 2020, and she has grown her business like crazy since then, even though she has really niched down to a very specific type of newborn photo shoot. Allie tells us all about how she prices her shoots, how she markets, including doing a contest on Facebook to bring in new clients. Okay, let's get started with the amazing Allie Stewart Ross. Hi, Allie. Welcome to the Portrait System. How are you? I'm very well, Nikki. Hi. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Just coming off of Christmas and holidays, and yeah, it's been uh, it's been a fun time. <laughs> it's been interesting, hasn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Been good. Yeah. Okay. So we have so much to talk about. And, you know, before we start, why don't you tell people the name of your business and where you're located? Okay.
0: My business is called Mabel and Moose, and I'm located in Dundee in the east coast of Scotland, and that's in the UK.
1: Okay. Awesome. Scotland. That's right. Now, we uh, just for people listening, Ali and I got to meet in person, uh, what, like a month or two ago? Yeah, middle of November. Time is just like blending together. Yeah, so Ali got to attend Sue Bryce's new self-value workshop that's coming out. So I got to be there with you and meet you in person. So that was really cool. It was. It was great. Great to meet so many people that I had had
0: seen or or heard of or listened to you on your podcast and and finally got to meet them in person. And Obviously, you and Sue were, were two really important people that I wanted to meet. Yeah,
1: it was awesome. It was very cool. Anyway, so that was nice. Now, okay, Scotland. And tell people a little bit about your town. Like, is it a large city? Is it a small town? Just so people have an idea. Well, Dundee is probably,
0: I think, the fourth largest city in Scotland, but it's not big by any manner of of means. And I'm in a a very small suburb of it, so it's—I'm not very good on figures. But we've got two small primary schools. We don't have a hospital. You know, it's not that kind of size. It's really quite small. So I'm not pulling from a huge area. Mm-hmm. Although I do get people coming from all over Scotland to see me, but obviously traveling with a new baby, which is who I, my clients are, the, the babies is, is difficult.
1: So people need, need to be really quite dedicated to to, to make that journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you brought up babies. Now, you are a newborn photographer, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is I I like to have just different genres on that aren't just like glamour or beauty or whatever to show people that this business model can be implemented. And, and again, when I say this business model, I'm just saying like a general kind of recipe that people can choose certain things to use or not use and kind of make it their own. So when I say this business model, I just, I want people to understand that it's not like this rigid thing you have to follow. Like it can be kind of, you know, massaged into what you want it to be, but the basics of it, you've implemented with your newborn, newborn photography business. So I just wanted, I wanted people to um, hear about it
0: yeah I've just pretty much taken what what Sue has said for years and and implemented it and obviously i don't I don't photograph women uh well, I do I suppose very very tiny small ones <laughs> <I've only laughs> just <been born. laughs> but um I've always thought I didn't see there was any reason why this business model couldn't work for multiple types of genres, so I mean I've listened to sue for for years and years while I've been editing, and something just drew me to her and to her her ethos and her, her way of photographing people and her business model. And at the time, I didn't really have a, a cause to use it because I was a, a wedding photographer and I was a, an industrial and commercial photographer. But I just listened, just drew me towards it. And I, I probably always knew that one day I would need all her advice. Um,
1: and a couple of years ago that happened. So you photographed a, a couple of different genres before you landed on the newborn genre, Yes, I've only been photographing newborns uh, full time
0: since twenty twenty, right oh. slap bang in the middle of the pandemic. Oh gosh, I decided yeah. to to basically shut up shop for my other two businesses and open a completely new business. It was it wasn't really rebranded. It was it was started from the ground up. Wow,
1: yeah, because it's not like commercial work transfers over to no you know, babies, <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. No, it was,
1: it was a complete new business and it was always
0: part of my five year plan from years ago that this was what I was going to do but the pandemic just brought everything forward by I would say about four years so I had started to kind of teach myself to photograph babies and I wanted to be able to do it really really well before I opened up and then the pandemic hit and obviously I had no weddings, I still had a few commercial clients but I just decided that weddings were never going to come back in the shape or form for a number of years that I would be comfortable photographing them. And I decided just to bring everything forward and start Mabel and Moose. And at that point, I didn't have a name. I didn't have the name Mabel and Moose. I knew exactly what I would want to do and how I wanted my business to look and the kind of clients I was going after, but I didn't have anything else. I just had Sue's business model and this very firm idea in my head as to what it was going to look like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, I want to jump ahead a little bit. Can you kind of give people an idea of how many clients you have, maybe per month, and what your average sale is? And then we can kind of go back and and dig into how you grew so quickly. Yeah, I did some
0: figures before I came on, because I knew you were going to ask me these questions. And I do have (laughs) them in my head, sort of loosely, but not as firmly as you probably want them. So I've had between 90 and 100 clients each year uh, that I photographed. And my average has been 970 UK pounds. That's fantastic. Um, Now I haven't had, um, it's not terribly consistent. So some months I might have three clients, other months I might have 15. And sometimes there's reasons for that. Like I have decided to take a month's holiday. I went away for a full month this year. And at this time of the year, for instance, I've, I've taken off between Christmas and New Year. And then we had some lockdowns in the UK at, at the beginning. So there was times when I couldn't work. But yeah, it's a really, I'm really happy with that consistent average and, and that number of clients.
1: Yeah, that's really great. Now, okay, so let's back up then. You decided during the pandemic, you were going to start a newborn business. What kind of and I know you said it's something that you wanted to do. And, you know, I guess silver lining of of the pandemic, if something good had to come out of it, it forced you forced you forward. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us, you know, how do you how did you even begin this?
0: The year before, maybe for about 18 months, I had really researched how you photograph newborns because it's a, it's a real separate skill from an awful lot of other photographic genres mm-hmm. and although I'd been a wedding photographer and a you know I can photograph anything in the commercial world I can photograph building sites or products or architectural work I hadn't really photographed newborns I had run a portrait studio for a couple of years alongside these other two genres so I did have experience of handling families and clients but I'd st- I needed to know how to photograph a newborn properly. So I had spent about 18 months just, you know, when I had time watching videos, doing training, got myself a standby baby and I had done a few babies that I had, you know, given gift vouchers to and people had come in and I had, I had done that. So I had a little bit of a portfolio, but I didn't really have anything more than that. So the, the first part of the whole process was really to, to create the brand, to create Mabel and Moose, to create a new website, to get the logo, to write the copy, to do all the things behind the scenes. And I, I kind of did that, you know, a blind leap of faith without having too much of a portfolio. And at that time, I couldn't photograph anybody because we were all on a strict lockdown. So I was just going forward into the unknown with, with this just belief that this was going mm-hmm. to work.
1: One of the things, real quick, that you you mentioned is that you went through some trainings, and I and I hope people understand that when you are photographing babies and handling babies, you have to know how to do it appropriately with, or I guess appropriately isn't the right word, but safely, so that babies aren't injured. I mean, sometimes you. St- you see things that you're like whoa that does not look safe so I just wanted to yeah. throw that out there <laughs> that that's really important yeah I think I think the type of photography that I do that I
0: love that I feel comfortable doing and the kind that I would want to put on my walls if it was my baby is all very natural there's no weird poses I've never put a baby in a bucket there is absolutely nothing that's unsafe with what I do it's really just a, a baby wrapped loosely in a little shawl or a blanket and beautifully lit. And it's all very simple
1: and natural. I love, I love, love, love your baby work, like baby work. Ah, (laughs) Your newborn, (laughs) your newborn. It's so beautiful. It's very like, for people who haven't seen your work yet or whatever, if if you're driving, don't stop and look at Instagram or her website. But if you aren't driving, I would definitely check it out, Mabel and Moose, because it is so simple, but it's really beautiful. Like almost the simplicity of it makes it, more beautiful it's really great oh thank you Nikki I love
0: doing it I love creating it Um, and it it does look simple but there's an awful lot that goes on to making it Mm -hmm. look Mm -hmm. like that and there's nowhere to hide there's absolutely nowhere (laughs) to hide any mistakes or anything that you've done wrong it's got to be right And, and it's funny although it looks so simple if something isn't right it's it stands out a mile that that, that just the angle's wrong or the lighting's wrong or something's not quite right
1: so it's taken a while to get it yeah to be like that yeah I believe it I, I mean I think that's I think I'll, I hear a lot of people saying that like I'm still trying to figure out my style and I feel like it just comes with practice and time and sometimes people get it sooner than others but eventually you know you you find what you love and it sounds like you really did so it's great
0: I do. I just, I love everything about this business. I just adore it.
1: Okay. So you did all this training and then what? How did I start? Yeah. Yeah. Like at at what point do you like decide you're going to start charging and all that good stuff? From the word
0: go, I charged. There was never a point
1: when I did anything for
0: nothing. Um, I charged. I had a few people that, uh, you know, friends of my my child, my daughters are of the age where their their friends are all having babies. So I, I did, I suppose I had access to two or three people that were having babies and I gave them a gift voucher and they came in and for a portfolio shoot. And obviously they came back in and then they purchased the ones that they liked afterwards. But it did give me a little bit of a portfolio, but I had really done that before the pandemic. So when the pandemic started, and I decided to start Mabel and Moose, I had to work with the images that I had because there was no there was no way I could shoot anything else. There was no Mm -hmm. there was nobody allowed to come to the studio, so I did spend an awful lot of time, uh, weeks and weeks, working on getting my editing right because editing is an absolutely huge part of. The finished look to my work, and I, I did. I just sat there at my computer for hours on end. I didn't watch any Netflix. I didn't do anything like that. I just worked on getting the editing right, and I had to work with the images that I already had, and that taught me a lot about how to change them when I got new babies in. But it also, you know, really nailed down my editing system. So I've got my own action sets and things now. I don't use anybody else's. I I made them from the ground up, and yeah, I I couldn't do it without them. Yeah. And it gives that consistency as well. So, you know, sometimes people will come along to the studio and they'll come when the baby's just born and then they'll maybe come back when they're nine months or a year old or I'm having people now with second babies and I want it to be really consistent that the images can all hang on their, their wall together from, from different sessions and at different times in the baby's life and look totally consistent.
1: That's great, yeah. That's the one, one of the really great things about babies is they grow quickly and yeah, parents want to document that. So yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about marketing. You said you do a um, a Facebook competition. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that and then tell us a little bit about the rest of your marketing.
0: Yeah, I do regular, but I when I say regular, I probably do two or three a year. This year I have not had to do as many, but the first year I think I did three Facebook competitions and um, anybody that enters, they've got the chance of winning First prize is quite a big print, just mounted. It's not framed. Second prize there's usually a two or three second prize winners that win a ten by seven mounted, and then a good few that win a six by four. And they come in, they get their session, and then obviously they have to come back for the reveal session. And there is no pressure to order any more, but of course they do. They absolutely love the photographs, and they usually end up ordering. If they order five, it's that's usually not a very good sale sometimes that's all people can genuinely afford and they're delighted with that but most people will order 10 or 20 or my big ultimate package which comes with two frames and a bulk set of prints and all the digital files and i there's no real way of telling beforehand what they're going to do sometimes i'll get people in that i kind of prejudge, although I try not to, and I think no, they're not gonna order more than five, and they do, they order the ultimate package. Yeah. So that and Instagram is really how I'm marketing.
1: Okay. And then people that find my website generically just,
0: just through Google.
1: For for the competition, the Facebook competition, how do you structure that? Like are you just making a post like submit to win, or how does that work?
0: Yeah, I just um there's a post with a nice big smiley baby and it's usually something like you know Mother's Day competition or smiley baby competition. It's very plain. It's very simple. There's not a lot of instructions. It's just comment on the post with your due date or your baby's date. And that's about it. And But what I do do is I message every single one of them, which I know I've had a lot of pushback from photographers that say, you can't do that. It will take forever. But I really take three days out of my life and I just sit at the computer and I message every single person individually reasonably personally I do have some templates but pretty much they're all written from scratch and they tell me about their baby and ask them various other questions and it just builds up a really nice rapport with them so when they come into the studio if they do if they have won something you know they feel like they know me and I feel like I know them and they really trust me and I think I don't know about you, but I enter Facebook competitions, and you click on something, and you've entered, and you've got no idea what you've entered. You, you've got no <laughs> desire. You've got no desire two seconds later to to go and have that product. But I've got quite a lot of people that will actually, if they don't win, they'll end up booking me anyway because they really, you know, I I guide them to my website and I guide them to my Instagram page, and there's a whole process that I've I've evolved to get them to do this, and it, so far it's worked. Yeah.
1: Now, the the people that you take the time to individually email each person, do you find that you get a couple bookings from that?
0: Um, yeah. If they don't, if they don't win, they'll quite often maybe four months or five months or instantly book me. But um, I'm really there's enough people coming through that have won a six by four print that I'm able to run the studio and and obviously do the number of babies and at the averages that I've been getting.
1: Hmm. Okay. Cool. Now, let's talk about the age groups that you photograph, because I know you said you do newborn, but you also, um, you know, do when they're a little bit older? Are they toddlers? Like, let's talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, I'm quite quite specific. I do newborns too. And I've said 18 months on the website, but in in actual fact, it's really just over over their first birthday. I get very, very few that don't come in, that that would come in after their first birthday. So sometimes a first birthday baby maybe doesn't come in until they're 13 or 14 months. They've maybe been booked in and they've been ill or something like that. But once they get, certainly once they get to 18 months, even if they've been a past client,
1: then I need to refer them on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm very, very niche. Yeah, yeah, and and even with like your your colors, so it looks like almost <laughs> I believe every single baby is wearing some sort of either white or off white cream. Pretty, pretty um, much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here and there, yeah. it looks like there might be a a pattern, but pretty rarely. Is this something like do do people ever push back on that and say they want color or? how does that how does that work They do
0: sometimes um <clears throat> very rarely to be honest, and I usually talk them out of I mean I do talk them out of it because it's not something i do i've got I've got the way I work, and that's that's just how I do it and if if it's not something that is for them or they maybe haven't really realized, oh gosh, there's no color although. I don't see how they would manage to not realise that. Um, and <laughs> I'm obviously not the photographer for them. So, I mean, and the parents need to wear white, the siblings need to wear white. It's it's very, that's what I do to get that look. And it's funny because when I wear, I always wear like black yoga pants and a white t-shirt. And when people come back to to view their, their photographs, because it's quite a small studio, you know, and obviously they don't dress accordingly to come back. So, that, you know, they might come in in a, Bright red sweatshirt or something, and it just Mm -hmm. looks so out of place. (laughs) I'm I'm thinking, can I ask people to dress in white just to come to the reveal session? (laughs)
1: Because
0: it's just, it's too hard
1: to cope with a color. I can't do it. Oh, that's funny. I love white. All my walls in my house are white. Like, yeah, I love white.
0: Yeah, it's just, it just focuses. For me, it focuses on the baby. That's all you're going to look at is the baby, and it's, you know, there's nothing else to distract. So Mm -hmm. everybody, the, take their watches off and do everything. I've got really quite a a number of, I wouldn't say instructions. It's just things that they have to do to get that look. And if they, there's a few people don't do it to the letter, but they, you know, obviously once they get to the studio, I'm usually there to, well, I am always there, obviously, uh, to guide them into
1: why they need to do certain things. Do you encourage the parents to be in the photos or is it most, you know, mostly just the focus is on the baby? Oh gosh, yes. No, they've got to be in
0: them. Um, And I do get quite a few parents who come in and they'll say, oh, it's it's not not me, just the baby, not me, just the baby. But I do, I mean, I don't kind of drag them screaming, kicking over to the beanbag. But I do say to them, well, you know, sometimes I might just need your hand to settle a baby. And that's true. I mean, I genuinely might need their hand and just to settle a baby. And I'll explain to them that that photograph is the one that that baby's going to cherish, you know when the baby's in their eighties and they've got their dads holding their little hand when they were a baby, it's going to be so much more meaningful and treasured than just the baby lying on the, on the bean bag. Cause I think when I'm photographing them and now the pictures of just the baby are what the parents want now, but they're, they're not just buying them for the, for themselves. They're buying them for that little child when they grow up and they're going yes, to want the ones exactly. with their parents mm-hmm. in them. And I think once you explain it to them like that, um, and I'm very good with people. I, you know, I never force anybody to do anything, but you know, somehow I just have this way of encouraging them, and they do come into them. And there's nothing to say that they have to to purchase them or buy them or hang them on their wall once once they're done. If they don't like them, they don't need to take them. But if I don't photograph them, they you know that's that moment lost forever. And I would say it's really interesting because sometimes I'll get people that will come back for a review. And I'll look at their gallery that they've got, and they've maybe got fifteen images, and their parents that have said, "We don't want any of us; we just want the baby." And I'll look at their gallery selection, and I, there's only two with just the baby; the rest are all them, <laughs> and and they they didn't want them at all. And they're re, they're usually really grateful and sort of thank you for making us be in the pictures, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think when you've well, you've had two children, you know you probably don't feel that you want to be photographed. No, you know. No. Four days after you've just had a baby and your milk's just coming in and you've you know, you've had a section and everything's just so new to you and you're sore,
1: it's probably not the most ideal time. Yeah. Yeah. To say let's get a gorgeous photograph of you. I actually had just just for Van, I had new, you know, formal newborn portraits on and I was not expecting to be in them. Um, Julia (laughs) Kelleher did mine and she's so wonderful. Oh my gosh. She was so great. And she, she made us be in them.
0: (laughs) And I bet you're (laughs) super
1: grateful that she did. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Even with my, my maternity photos with Dre, my second, I just wasn't feeling, I mean, I had, I had really easy pregnancies, pregnancies with both kids. It's not that I, you know, it was, there was really nothing to complain about. I just didn't feel like I wanted, to have maternity photos for whatever reason. And I was visiting Sue. I think I was like eight months pregnant or something. And It hadn't even crossed my mind that I was going to do maternity photos. I just, w- I just wasn't in, in, a, in a frame of mind to do that. We were there to do something else, you know? or I was there to do something else with her. And she was like, well, let's do your maternity photos while you're here. I was like, no, no, I'm good. You know, I have the ones from Van. It's, it's fine. And she was like, yeah, yeah, right. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, pick something out. And I was like, okay. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, how do you? Okay. I, I don't mean to sound like ungrateful or whatever. I just, I, first of all, I don't ever expect Sue to just go ahead and photograph me whenever I need her to. You know what I mean? That's just not, I don't ever <laughs> expect that of her. So it wasn't like, you know, anyway she's she's just an amazing friend like that and she will always like step up and just take your photos when it's important even if you don't want to do it anyway she did it and of course i stared at it afterwards and i was like holy shit like that is the most beautiful i've ever felt aside from when i did vans with her and god i'm so grateful she made me do that i mean truly it was it was really incredible Anyway.
0: Oh, that's a lovely story. Yeah. I mean, if Sue offers to take your picture, you don't say no. That's I know. So
1: like, I know. You don't say no. And, and I really don't mean to sound like ungrateful or whatever, but when you're eight months pregnant and you feel like a whale and you're just like, yes. ugh, you know, like my sciatic was, it was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, do I have to do this? And it was amazing. Like she like commanded me. She like, as soon as I sat down in this like stool that she had me on, I was just like, you can do whatever you want with, like, she just like. <laughs> she's so confident in what she does and she's so great at directing and and having these experiences with other photographers photographing me was super important so if you're out there and you're a photographer and you've never had your own portrait taken, I cannot recommend it enough because when when you feel the person in front of you who's photographing you is confident and telling you what to do and you trust them it is magical. So you have to feel it and, and make sure you are being that photographer to your clients, being in control, like respectfully and just, you know what I mean? Like just having that confidence. Ugh, it makes all the yeah. difference. So I'll get off my soapbox now, but. Totally
0: agree with you. It's just, they've they've got to have confidence that you, that you know what you're doing and you're not, you know, looking at the back of the camera and going, oh, well, oh, oh, move your arm. <laughs> you've mm-hmm. know, just you you've just got to direct them, take charge, keep going and, and make them feel really special. Yeah, Because yeah. also I think there's nothing worse, and I've heard this a few times from other people that have had newborn photographs done that they, that they weren't pleased with. They've maybe loved the images, but they don't like them because they remember that it was a really difficult time in the studio
1: Mm, um and it wasn't mm -hmm. enjoyable
0: so when they look at them that's what they remember so when people come to me i just want them to have an absolutely really nice relaxed time um be as relaxed as possible. I had one dad in, during the summertime who actually fell asleep <laughs> while we waiting on the big squashy sofa. <laughs> the mum and I were working with the baby and we turned around and said, dad, it's your turn. And he was just out for the count. So That's, funny. <laughs> we,
1: That's funny. We left him. You don't get more relaxed than that. But it is, it is so important. And like I have a workshop, an in-person workshop coming up in, in here in Michigan. And part of it is I'm photographing the participants because I want them to experience it. It is such an important piece Of of just being a photographer and feeling it. And yeah. So
0: Oh that sounds amazing, Nikki.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. But if you are putting a dad to sleep, like you're you're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) It was very very warm.
0: (laughs) I work in very high
1: temperatures. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You have to for the babies, right?
0: Yeah. And the dads are sleep deprived. And they are a bit shell shocked as well. So (laughs)
1: yeah. He fell asleep. Yeah. Very cool. Well, it sounds like you have a really great business going. I mean, especially like, like, do you find if you were to compare this to what you were doing prior to, to photographing newborns, you know, do you just, do you like it a lot better? Are you more profitable? Like, how would you compare it? Oh, it's pulls apart. I mean, I'm massively more
0: profitable. It doesn't compare. I, you know, I don't lo- leave my house. <laughs> I work from home. I have my weekends back. So I work from. 10 in the morning. That's my first shoot. And I mean, I work, I work quite a lot at nights and things like editing and things. So I, I'm not, my hours haven't really cut, but when I work is better. So I, I don't often work a Friday. I take weekends off. I only work 42 weeks a year, so I could take a full month off in the summer. Good for you. Uh, it's massively better. There, there are things I miss about weddings. I loved going to weddings. It was nice going to a party and I, I was a documentary photographer. So I really kind of miss that real challenge of getting that moment when everything just comes together and waiting for that special one picture that you really want. I miss that. And I kind of miss all the different things I got to experience when I was a a commercial photographer. So I've I've done all sorts of exciting, interesting things that I wouldn't normally have got to do, but I've I've done my time at that. And I, I just love this and I love, I love babies. I love chatting to the mums and dads. I love buying new baby clothes. It's, you know, it's great and I actually quite enjoy editing so I do 90% of my editing on my own I do have an editor that that does a tweak for me but I quite like just sitting with my headphones on listening to a podcast editing
1: yeah yeah very cool well thank you thank you for sharing all of this this is really great and, and again I you know, I, I, I wanted people to hear just the perspective of someone who not only does newborn, but like you've really niche, niched it down to like white, yes. vote, white clothing, <laughs> white walls, you know. So in Scotland, in a not so big town of a $1,200 average, like a certain age group, like only up to 18 months. I mean, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I think I've
0: taken all the guesswork out of it for clients, though. I mean, they know oh, I'm upfront about my costs. That's so true. Mm-hmm. They know what they're going to get. They know what it's going to cost, and if that's what they want, they come to me. And if that isn't what they want, they'll go somewhere else. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think they trust they trust me to do it because you know their friends have all had it done, and they've all had these lovely pictures. And yeah, it's. It's fine. And I am quite good with babies, I have to say. Oh, yeah. I'm, I had four of my own, so none of which were great at sleeping. I don't quite know how I've managed to do it with my little <laughs> clients. <but laughs>
1: uh, um, my, yeah, my oldest was terrible at sleeping, so I feel you. But you have four. You have four babies, four children.
0: My Yeah, my second didn't sleep at all, so I think she she put me through my training for this. So I had... I had my baby Sophie to train me to get babies to sleep and then I had Sue Bryce to train me to run a business. So
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's worked. <laughs> That's all you need, huh? there you go. That's all you need. <laughs> well, I still have a couple more questions that I always ask at the end of each episode. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Oh, I can't live without? Well,
0: I, I knew you were going to ask this and there's, there's a few things I can't live without. But when I really thought about it, because um, I think I could produce photographs with most most situations that were, that were beautiful but I think to work effectively and properly and to give the clients a good experience I, I need my I've got a flow posing guide that I have you know just built up over the the past couple of years myself and I and I can work through that and I do work through it and sometimes clients see it and sometimes they don't so obviously you, you just need to be in control of the moment and there's no point in trying to get a baby to sleep. If the baby's awake, I need to then go to the awake part of my posing guide. Or if they're asleep, I need to go to the asleep part and work through it. And then there's a checklist at the end to make sure that I've, I've covered all the, not poses because they're not poses, but the, the photographs that I wanted to get out of that session. And I've got different ones for different ages of baby, you know, brand newborn, a little bit older, sitting up with a sibling, Or a first birthday session so that's really what I couldn't live without yeah great awesome
1: all right number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working
0: I oh gosh I forgot you were going to ask that one (laughs) Um, (laughs) just with family and friends really that's that's basically what I, I like to do I don't you know I don't get a massive amount of free time and I've got four children so by the time they're all up and away and one of them has her own children, so by the time I, I see all of them, that's four different visits and friends and things like that. Um, yeah, and I like to walk. I like to go out. We live, we live right near the beach, so I like to go out and walk on the beach. Mm, beautiful. And yeah, I like to t- travel. And, yeah, I'm a bit of a workaholic, so you know, <laughs> my idea of heaven is curling up with a glass of wine and sticking on a podcast that would be usually something to do with work.
1: So <laughs> Nice. Awesome. When you love what you do, Yeah, you happens. don't work. I feel like I don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was like that and then I ended up getting burned out and I had to make some big changes and boundaries and all the things, but, you know, yeah, there's a balance. There's a balance. <laughs> there's always a balance. Yeah, totally. Number three is, what is your favorite inspirational quote? It's not really
0: a quote. I don't, I'm not really a quote person. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not I've either. i got a sort of man a mantra i suppose and i think that's treat other people as uh, as though you would want to be treated like that yourself and i also Mm -hmm. think treat yourself as though you Mm -hmm. you know how you would want to be treated because i think i'm i've been quite guilty of treating other people really really well and forgetting to treat myself quite well so i think i think that's it just always be fair be kind be nice and give your clients the very best experience that they can have and, and just try and put yourself in their shoes a little bit. Like how would, how would you feel if if this was you on the other side of the, you know, the fence and how would you want to be treated? So that yes. that's probably it.
1: Extremely important. I love that. Love that very much. Yeah. All right. Number four is what would you tell people who are just starting out? gosh can I be honest <laughs> sorry because <laughs> I, I look at a lot of people saying
0: things on the portrait system and I think I just want to say to some of them just get on with it just just do it you've mm-hmm. messed around for quite a long time and you're never going to be ready ever so you just need to make you just mm-hmm. need to make a start and, mm-hmm. and go for it and if you mess it up well that'll be a lesson learned. You won't do that the next time. Isn't that the truth? I think that's probably the best advice I can give. I love it. And also to niche down. I think I wish I'd niched down years ago and and not necessarily to this niche. I could, you know, I've, I've got a, a huge list of niches that people could do or niches, I think you call it. You know, I think if I was going to be a wedding photographer again, I'd be a wedding photographer that only photographed weddings where there was a dog involved or <laughs> something like that, just so as you can get this, little corner of your empire and be the best you can Mm -hmm. you know the best person to do that job
1: yeah
0: I think that's what I would tell people
1: I love that that's great advice
0: yeah someone should do that go and be a dog photographer at
1: weddings (laughs) yeah yeah no kidding you now you mentioned that you were starting to do coaching and and that sort of thing tell us a little bit about that yeah, I've got
0: a few things that are going to come up next year. So the f- the first thing is um, I'm planning a couple of in-person workshops, which will, will be at my studio in Scotland. So they will take place at some point. I haven't quite firmed it up yet. At some point throughout 2023. And I've also got various other things that I want to to make available to people like my, my flow posing guide I think is absolutely invaluable it just takes all the guesswork out of everything and my action sets I'm quite happy to share them with people and I, I'd really love to have a very small kind of mentoring group maybe just 10 people that I take from being maybe not even photographers through to being profitable newborn photographers in in quite a short space of time because I definitely think I've I've worked this formula that it works if you, you know there's so many facets to it and if you don't put them all together properly it's just not going to work but if you do put them all together and you just you know go from step to step it will work and you would have a very very good business so that is in the pipeline too so it's really like four different things that I'm doing. Awesome
1: very cool. And where can people find you if they're uh, looking for you online?
0: Yeah, well, most things are under Mabel and Moose. So my website is uh, www.mabelandmoose And that's, I don't know if you want me to spell it. So it's the girl's name, M-A-B-E-L-A-N-D. And Moose is M-O-O-S-E. And it's .co.uk. And then I'm on Facebook and Instagram is Mabel and Moose Newborn. And I think on Twitter, I'm just Mabel and Moose. Awesome. So if you don't find me under Mabel and Moose, you'll find me under Mabel and Moose Newborn. Very cool. And that was, I think, Mabel and Moose was taken for Instagram. So a, a huge part of building my brand was finding the name, which took forever. Right. Because yes. Mm-hmm. It had to be right. Nobody else had to have the website, Instagram. It couldn't mean anything weird in another language. So um, I think the only thing was there was a Mabel and Moose. I think there, I don't know, two rabbits from... South America or something are called Mabel and Moose. And they had the Instagram <laughs> handle. So I've got Mabel and Moose Newborn for that.
1: Cool. Very cool. Well, all right. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything. This was
0: great. Oh, thank you for asking me, Nikki. It was real a real treat. I've listened to your podcast so many times and it's just such an honor to be on it, to be honest. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been fantastic. Thank you again. Oh. And hopefully I'll see you soon. Yes, you too. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? Lighting PDFs, I mean truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's suebriceeducation.com.